Hello and welcome to BiPositive. You are listening to the second part of our episode on religion. And just have a, another question because we I talked a little bit about other leader, religious leaders, but I'm also thinking within Judaism and even Reformed and liberal Judaism, I mean, there are a lot of differences. And also we're in the Netherlands here, which is, okay, there are thoughts in the Netherlands, but at least the question of LGBTQ rights, gender marriage, etc. was was settled. 2001. Yeah, yeah, over a decade ago, like almost 20 years ago now. It's not the case in other countries. And I don't know how, if you, if you have contact with leaders from uh, other countries and how things are there, if even in the liberal uh, reform communities, when they exist, if these things are as open as they are here. In reform Judaism, mm. it is. It's, it's, it's not a problem because it's, you know, it's a modern stream. And we deal with the, with the interpretations as the laws in modern ways. So I have not met, we, we meet each other every year, mm -hmm. leaders from Europe and once every other year with world, mm -hmm. you know, world jewelry. Mm -hmm. I never, ever heard it being a problem. Yeah, it actually gives us hope. Yeah, <laughs> but there is there is hope because as you see that even in those stronger uh, Christian sides, also women are taking more power. Mm -hmm. And I think when women are taking more power, there becomes a different you know a different view. Mm -hmm. It's not always you know only I'm now a rabbi for ten years, and only ten years now we have female rabbis mm -hmm. in the Netherlands. And you feel so much more softness mm. within the leadership. Mm. So it's but the only thing is, it takes so much time. It takes so long, and how much pain is still inflicted upon people because everybody moves so slow, and they need so much time. I have been fighting for the position of the woman in my community for forty years. Really, for 40 years, I have been fighting in my community. And it was never me who walked in the room. It was always the subject. Here's the subject again. Mm -hmm. Here she comes again. And it was never because of me, because I'm not important. It's the principle which is important. And there were, according to the law, the halakha, there were no reasons why it shouldn't be done. It's just pure emotion. Mm -hmm. oh, we're not ready. You have to have, you have, to have patience. And, and, and this and that. Oh, excuses. It drove me nuts. <laughs> But I kept on fighting. And now I'm the, I'm the rabbi in that community, in the same community. Mm. But it takes so, oh God. And no, you need to have patience. I said, I need to have patience. How about them? <laughs> All the others. You know, why should I respect them and they don't respect me? It can only work both ways. You can only get respect if you give respect. But anyhow, I, I'm not there completely with my fight yet, <laughs> but almost. <laughs> I think it's also, I mean, uh, we, we, we attended a lecture a week ago where um, there were queer professors and one of them mentioned that, you know, a student approached them and said, thank you for, you know, you being you, being a professor who's openly queer. And that is so important to feel represented because a student feels like they can do something. So do you feel, did you get this kind of response from women in your community that, that see you in, in a position of influence, in a position that could change things? Yeah, absolutely. And what I uh, to make the story even more beautiful, that's something I never mentioned because it has nothing to do with my feelings because it was already for my son is gay. But why don't I ever mention it? Because, oh, she's nice to gay because her son is gay. <laughs> But that has absolutely nothing to do with it. But with this, my, my 
son has two friends living in Israel, two girls who are married, and they wanted a baby, and he's the donor father. Mm-hmm. So three weeks ago, they were all in Holland. My son mm-hmm. lives in Berlin, and they live in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. They were all in Holland, and I asked them, mm-hmm. would you like to get a blessing in synagogue? Mm-hmm. No, number one, what I tell first is, first, when the babies were born, like we have everybody every week gets like a bulletin mm-hmm. or a meal with what was going on. And I said, you know, the girls, Dar and Lev, daughters are born, daughters of Inbar, Tanir and Misha, mm-hmm. and then the name of the grandparents. So I wrote, and I got a reaction. How nice. I never thought about, you know, mm-hmm. the example which mm-hmm. it was. So people already came to you, oh, how nice, I'm so da 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 da. Wonderful. <laughs> so when I asked them very carefully, would you like to be, you know, it's not my, they're mm-hmm. not my children, mm-hmm. it's not my thing, I can only offer, mm-hmm. would you like being blessed in the synagogue? Maybe, you know, I know one is absolutely hate religion. Mm-hmm. My son would like it. And the other girl, who's a Dutch girl who, you know, he's been friends with all his life, said, well, I have, I have nice memories of the guy, I would like it. So she asked, to, she talked to her mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. And she liked the idea, so I was happy. So they came to synagogue, and here they were standing, the five of them, in front of the Torah, the holy mm-hmm. book, the two mothers, the father, and the two babies. And I blessed them. And then afterwards we gave a reception, just for the happiness. Mm-hmm. And it was so, you know, people really walked up to me, thank you, thank you, thank you, and how, how important it is, and how wonderful. And, 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 and so, yes, it is important to do things. It's important to acknowledge but this is the sim- this is the simple road. <laughs> you know, they're just I once was in Israel, I went to a congress or to a to a study thing and you could take all kind of trips, study trips. And I went to the LGBTQ community in Tel Aviv. And I was there and I heard, you know, we talked to the people and there was a girl in transition to become a man. And and uh, and a, a few also for me complicated matters mm-hmm. because I'm you know I can't deal with complicated situations which I don't. Do. It was a very intense, moving experience. And when I came home, came to the study center, I called my son. I think I am so grateful that you're just playing gay because it makes it life so much easier. It's so complicated with in, in this society. Mm-hmm. With all the differences, which which belong, God made all the differences. So they're there. They are colors of the real, the rainbow flag. I mean, they're all the colors. They're there, and we don't know how to deal with them. I don't understand, but I don't have to understand because it's not up to me to understand. But for people to find their place, I said, I'm grateful that you know you don't face those problems because they're killing. I realize that kind of the byproduct of living in a society that's obsessed with labeling yeah, and sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, categorizing yeah. people, which, you know, in, in our work, mm-hmm. we found that labels can be helpful because sometimes, you know, people really want to, what am I, who am I, and try to find a word that really clicks. It's about making sense. Yeah, it's, it's about something. making sense of your experience with words. But on the other hand, yeah. people do tend to get very attached to those words and categorize themselves in a way yeah. that's like, if I'm this, then I can't be... Anything outside right. of that. Right, makes it even more complicated. Exactly, yeah. Yes, I mean, there's an explanation as to what it's probably one of the future of the, on the, on the, on the way um, we categorize things to make sense of the world. I mean, the way our brains work uh, is, is, is just that we, we need to, make, to, put, to compare things and to make categories so that we can understand what's going on around us. So, of course, we do the same thing with ourselves, except as human beings, we don't fit into those boxes. Yeah. 
But sometimes we, we do need to put words on things, and that's when the label is useful, but then you have to understand that there's more than just yeah. the set of rules. I mean, I do, I do like the... And I'm, I do like the, the, the comparison with the way you can study uh, the texts in Judaism when you can, you know, just read it even in Hebrew or you can go beyond that mm-hmm. and understand that what's written means more than when you first think it yeah. is. And I think with labels, it's kind of the same thing. The and same with identity, thing. you just, okay, you, you choose one, something that kind of makes sense and then you explore everything it means and you understand that it goes way deeper and then it goes beyond what you can completely understand with words because identity and who we are as people is much i mean it's yeah <laughs> i mean if we are really uh made in the image of god of course we, there's a part of us we can't understand we yeah. have to accept that absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. i wish the world was more open to it going off of that uh and you've mentioned this in the lecture and we've talked about this before but just for our listeners uh, there are two parts of the text that people quote ad nauseum when it comes to homosexuality, and that is Sodom and Gomorrah, and that is yeah. Leviticus. So, <laughs> could you yeah. uh, debunk those? Yeah, the problem more? is that people read those texts and take it literally. Literally, that's a word? Mm-hmm. This is what it means. It's written like that. Mm-hmm. And I say that's all the way wrong, because then you read the, the, the Torah, the Bible, mm-hmm. As if it's a book, a history book. If that's a hist- if that history book is holy, I say mm. I don't want any part of it because it's a book of stories of rape, murder, <laughs> betrayal, you name it, and it's there. No, to me, I don't read it literally. I read it as the story of mankind, mm. and there are all the different layers in it. If you talk about the Leviticus part, you know, the, the man shall not lay with a man and so on. I think if y- your male part finds a partner with a male part which connect, that doesn't work. Because you have, it's like yin-yang. Mm-hmm. You must have the two parts in a relationship and it doesn't matter who or what mm-hmm. or where. But that's what you need. You, you need to make the word shalom, peace, mm-hmm. comes from shalem, which means a whole so if you want to be, if you feel like being in a relation with somebody, it should be a whole relationship. It should be equal, uh, evenwaardig. You should have the same values, the same, you know, you're equal. In your difference, you're, e- you're equal. So, no, I don't think that uh, the, 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 the male part should lay down with the male part and the female part should lay mm-hmm. with the female part. But again, not a physical thing. Mm-hmm. If you talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, that's inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. We both have the sides. We have the Yetzah Hatov, the urge for the good, and Yetzah Hara, the urge for the bad. And it's for us to choose. And if we go to Sodom and Gomorrah, we choose the wrong path, mm-hmm. which is different than it's being explained if you read it lit- lit- mm-hmm. you know, according yeah. to the letter of the text. Because then I think that's where Christianity went to a different direction. At a certain point, when Christianity spread, it started within Judaism. It was a Jewish stream up till the 5th century. The church father says, why do they still go to synagogue you know, about the Christians? And there were Christians who said, if you no know, people who wanted to convert to Christianity, no Jews, said, do we have to become a Jew first before we can become a Christian? This was about the third century. 
And then one said, no, you know, you don't have to circumcise your sons mm-hmm. at the eighth day anymore, which means you don't have to practice anymore. You have to believe. Mm-hmm. And by believing, it's a completely different way than in Judaism, we don't talk about, do you believe? Do you? Be-? It's not even a matter. Mm-hmm. The thing is, how do you act? What do you do? And then you can show your, you know, it works how it works. But nobody asks whether you believe. Mm-hmm. And if the believing takes over, you get all kind of take interpretations and taking the text literally. Mm-hmm. And that's where you go wrong. And then you come with Sodom and Gomorrah and you come with Leviticus and, and, and all those terrible things. What it means and oh God, <laughs> I would be scared to be human if I, I read all that. I, I'm probably not going to make some, I mean, I mean, well, I don't know, but um, I. It's about belief. It's about being in a in a system based on beliefs and about in a system that was centralized. Yeah. Because I mean, even if today, I mean, after the reform, um, there was like Christian currents that weren't centralized anymore. But the way that the history of the church is that it was first centralized with the one power, and even the the dogma of the uh, uh, papal. Um, I don't know how to say that in English. The fact that the papal con- the, pa- the, the pope clerical con- 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 and all the whole stuff. Yeah, and yeah. the pope. The fact that the pope can't be wrong. Yeah. It's a very recent yeah. <laughs> dogma. Mm. Uh, but all of this, like, I mean, there's there's still traces of that in all of the currents of Christianity, because of that history. Yeah. And so it takes time. You you don't you don't have that tradition of okay. Okay, that's what I'm told to believe, but maybe there's something different there. Yeah. And I can discuss that. Are, why do you think the churches are emptier and emptier? Yeah, and why people who are practicing, I mean, yeah. the Catholics that I know, are more and more dogmatic. Uh, it's because... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah, because why, why is things are becoming more righteous, more not righteous, yeah. but more... You have leftists and rightists. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you call it. Who are more right to the right oh, no, so, yeah. and becoming more dogmatic yeah. because the world is scary and it's yeah. like they, they can hold on to it. Yeah. It, 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 it. It's like that, but it, it, it actually it only polarizes, mm-hmm. makes us further apart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make things like, yeah. No. It's, you know, I mean, it's just a, it's a little bit of a tangent, but there's this idea in psychology that the more uh, rigid our structure is, the more fragile you are. And if you want to adapt of course. and be resilient, of you need to be flexible. And if you're like... It's you have so scary. It's yeah. so scary. You're so fragile. So you need that hold, you know, you need that stronghold to tell you what you have to believe. Because God forbid you think for yourself and, you know, you might think something wrong. Or It's interesting, you know, if I help, you know, people in the last phase of their lives, mm. people who never come to synagogue or whatever, mm. and then by the end they, they still want something, or the family yeah. comes around and says, are we allowed to do this? Are we? I said, what are you asking me if you're allowed? I mean, it's your beloved one yeah. who is dying. Don't ask me what is allowed. Yeah. Follow your feeling. People are so scared to, to take responsibility, you know, to go outside the lines. I said, it's your beloved one. You know what he or she wants, what he or she needs. Mm. What are we talking about? I think it comes from this kind of flexibility. It comes more naturally to people who have experienced discrimination. You know, be you a woman or, or mm. queer or Jewish or whatever. You, you are more used to bending because you have to in this world. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm yeah. not sure. It's a very nice thought. 
Thank you. I wish, but I, I, wish I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it is the case. It's just a matter of character. Mm. Because, because yeah, you, you know, can be very, very, very rigid. I can also be very rigid in mm. certain things. Mm. Of course I can be because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like an elastic, but I also have my limits. Mm. Mm. It's, you know, it's the... Um, I mean, that's not more my personal experience, but that's um, that's also part of the rejection that I've kind of experienced as a non-really Jewish person, is that when you've also come from a, from a community that has suffered so much, you you know, there's this need that, why didn't your mother convert? Mm. Honestly. That's the first so, question. Why did your mother convert? Yeah, because you would have been Jewish. Because she didn't want to. And because, <laughs> because you know, it's like the idea that because you've suffered and the last, I mean, there's less people and you need to perpetuate the tradition and you need to be and continue and there's this pressure that comes also from 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 the yes. suffering and from and and that there's a rigidity here that comes directly from it and that makes sense mm. complete sense it, it does you know but for me it's once like, a year i organize a evening in my community for mixed couples mm. jewish non-jewish mix mm. And then the first evening, first I ever org I organized this evening, I asked, how about the partner who absolutely refuses the Christmas tree from the non-Jewish partners? Mm. And all the hands went up. Mm -hmm. I said, where do you get the, we call the chutzpah, mm. the brutality, mm. that you have the right, if you both have a house, to absolutely forbid the Christmas tree into the house, if that's even if it's not a religious thing, it's a tradition from your partner's home. Why do you expect to get all the space in the world, mm. and the other one should take a very valuable tradition from his own family, even if it has nothing to do with religion, just a nice Christmas, you know, the atmosphere, lights in the trees, and whatever. And they were shocked by my remark. They were really in shock. And I started thinking, and there was this couple there, they're married for, you know, 45 years or so. I said, and the non-Jewish partner, the man said, actually, this is the first time I heard somebody say anything like this. I said, because Jews are very much really in, mm -hmm. like that point, you know, the partner comes, well, it has to be, they have to, they have to become Jewish. Why? If they don't want to. Does it make them a better person? Does it make them a less good person? Because it's, it's the same thing, accepting the people that they are the way they are. If they want to convert out of themselves, that's another matter. But where do you get the guts from to, 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 to demand? I guess. And <laughs> in, in a way, that's the same thing that we can face as bisexual, is with gay and lesbians, who have also suffered so much. Yeah. And, like, you know, they've, like, they have the can make things for themselves and then okay and now we're coming here and demanding and 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 being part of the community when some of us have uh of both gender um partners Partner. and so are straight passing and that's also comes from a place of suffering of like that rejection of you can have straight privilege which is actually not true because identity wise it's very different and the feeling is very different but like yeah if you look at things like just surface level yes it's possible mm. to have straight privilege uh and i'm um how do you call that using quotation I'm marks using quotation marks but i can't see it uh in the podcast um but uh for straight privilege so yes surface level we can have it but deep down we never have it ever yeah. 
but again, like the rejection there come from the place of suffering and it makes you know, sense. Yeah, you know, but we very much put the emphasis on suffering. Yeah. And there is a lot of suffering and it's painful and I don't know. But coming from where I come from is where do we focus on? Yeah. Mm. Every person has a road to travel on this world on his mm-hmm. personal development and evaluation to become a better person. Mm. Which means everybody has his own fight to fight. If you talk about bettered women mm-hmm. in a straight relationship, yeah. everybody has to find his own way mm-hmm. and to develop and try to make the best out of it. Some have to fight for it, other, some more than others, okay, that Whoever said the world was fair, it's life is not a picnic. But coming for everybody comes from. Yes, your if I talk about your mm-hmm. and my community, mm-hmm. your community comes from pain mm-hmm. and not being recognized that we meet each other. Yeah. And then how do you turn it around into a positive thing? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm busy with. That's what I'm focused on. Because the Jewish community always talks about the Shoah, the Holocaust, and and, what we've suffered all through history. And I'm fed up with that. There are still living Jews. Look forward. Go into the future. We can't change the past. We can change the future. And I'm not talking about the big, big level. Because, you know, what's happening in Syria, I cannot change. The only thing I can change is right being a pebble in the water with the circles around it. I can change what I meet on my way, open up my arms, look the other in the eyes. And I think also for the whole LGBTQ community, it is important. Knowing the pain you come from, knowing the pain you're in, how to put it into a positive, transform it in a positive thing. This, be proud of who you are. Because that's, you know, you're a person, you're a beautiful person. That's what you should, you know, mm. transform it into positive. It's, yeah, it's um, like we try, we try to do with our clients at yes. their best. <laughs> and it's also something that I, we talked already about a little bit in the podcast, is that um, having this experience of difference, then with difference comes, yes, pain. Rejection. Uh, it also it also gives a different perspective on life, Absolutely. and it's also a great strength. Once my my it. son has been bullied in school for over ten years. Mm. I had him home for months because he couldn't go to school. Mm. And what I always told him, whoever teases, bullies, whatever, they are always wrong. Mm. But if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. He came out as such a, you know, as a person that he's in the theater business. Mm-hmm. And you see those young people mm-hmm. standing outside, <laughs> waiting for the stars mm-hmm. to come out. Mm-hmm. He is the one who always goes to the people in pain because mm-hmm. he, f- he feels their pain. And he goes to them and he talks to them mm-hmm. and he's with them. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, this is what I always told him. This is the present you got from your pain. This is, whenever he walks into a room, he has those special antennas on his head. Mm. He knows exactly who's right and who's wrong, mm. who's okay, who's not okay. And he can adapt his, uh, thank God he came out healthy. 
mm. and he's okay, mm. it could have gone wrong easily enough. Mm. But thank God it came, it, mm. it went out of... But the lessons he learned from that period are so powerful and so mm -hmm. strong. And it made him such a good person. Because mm -hmm. like he said, mm -hmm. through your experience, you in the youth movement, mm -hmm. when he was also became, you know, in the, in the Jewish, mm -hmm. you have a, like the scouts and so on, you have this mm -hmm. Jewish movement. First you're a child and then you become a leader. He was a leader who always went, you know, with with. with The, the children with problems, mm -hmm. and he knew how to handle them. Mm. That is so worthwhile. That's so valuable. That's mm. so special. That's as a reaction mm -hmm. to what you said. Yeah, no, it's when it's exactly that. I mean, that's turning things around. Turning things around. Mm -hmm. And I just had to write a message. He'll be 30, so his boyfriend is making some, you know, and mm -hmm. something nice for him. So we had to write a message. And I said, this is what we're most proud of, the empath, the empathy mm. and the loving kindness, mm. this person who you became, because that's actually the only thing that can save the world. Well, that was beautifully yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, there, and I think also we have enough for two episodes. Yeah, we have enough for two episodes. Make it twelve. Sure. Make it twelve. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for speaking to us. It was You're very really welcome. great to hear what you have to say again. And uh, we could be here for hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been already an hour. No, it was, uh, what I also wanted to say, my son's boyfriend, who's studying at Leiden University, mm -hmm. medical school, he organized... He organizes, I still have a picture of mm. the gay flag in front of mm -hmm. the LUMC, mm -hmm. yeah. in front of the hospital mm -hmm. that he organized lectures. And he once held a lecture, and I don't understand it, but about men getting children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trans men. Yeah. Trans, yeah. It's for me, I have to click and to try to... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but it, 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 it's so fantastic mm. to have this all around me. You coming here, listening to him and what mm. he's organizing. And he was actually surprised, and I'm not sure whether I should say this, but about the not so enthusiastic, not reactions, but the cooperation mm. of the doctors mm. yeah. at the hospital in Leiden, mm. which actually should be the first ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's for a lot of people, the idea that a man, someone like that looks like a man who was born with a with a female body can actually yeah. still have, have children, children even like looking like a man and being like identifying in a man and and, yeah. and having all the it's you know it's, for simple people like me it it, it is it's it's it needs complicated <laughs> but again here it's a case of things are not like the same like like we think they are because i i had read like when i was i mean i also have a kid and and when i i was breastfeeding and stuff and I, I read a lot about that and I realized that men like cis men men that are biologically men can breastfeed their 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 um, mammal yeah. glands are actually working so it's very rare but it happened and there are documented cases of men really? who lactitate and, and actually manage to feed babies it's very very rare but it's possible and it's a, it's a biological possibility and no one knows that so when people say it's just a uh, a female, like uh, you have to be a female body to give yeah. birth yeah. and to, yeah, actually, no. I mean, to give birth, yes. Do you need to be biologically female? But to, to yeah. feed your child, technically, yes. okay. a man can do it. Wow. Mm. And so, okay, someone who was born with a female body but has this male identity and lives as a man, 
then having a child and giving birth is not that far stretched when you realize that biology is not necessarily what you think it is. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's mind-blowing. Mm. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. But it's also complicated. Yeah. <laughs> because since we like to label... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you see things, as you, you said, like through the idea that male and female yeah. are... Like yin yeah. and yang are yeah. are archetypes, are yeah. principles, yeah. and not in in no, no way like no absolutely biological. Not. No, no. We things like okay makes a lot more sense. Mm. We can still have a categories, but yeah. not. There's a world out there. My God, there's yeah. a world out there. Yeah. yeah. But what I hope most mm. is that everybody can transform to the positive. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Because you can get so much power, so much more power out of positiveness than going into the suffering. Yeah. And if this helps a little, mm. I'm very grateful to you that you would give me the mm. chance mm-hmm. to be helpful with that. Well, thank you so much for yeah. talking to us. And, uh, you're we, more than welcome. We, we, may, come, <laughs> we may come back because you're a wealth of absolutely, wisdom. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You're more than welcome. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, send us an email, and we will talk to you next week. Bye!